Hey everybody, welcome back to D&D Sports Radio. I'm Joe. I'm Ben Sally. Hey Ben Sally. So this episode is, I guess it's more of a, a general one again, but we talk about the just sort of different ways different groups play D&D. No, no, no group plays the same way. Yeah. And we talk about that. <laughs> That's true. And we talk about the things that we know, not when we don't know all the things. So Yeah, we're definitely I mean, we're 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 not even pros. So yeah, not even close. Listen listen to the terror <laughs> that is this podcast. Ben. Nothing much, Joe. <laughs> uh, we are here in a hotel room again in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, where it seems, I think we've stayed, we've been in hotels more than we've been in our own places. Uh, oh, for sure. For the last two months, working on this donut shop and trying to get it ready up here in Louisville. But, yeah, a lot of, a lot of. Getting getting the feel for different hotel the hotel scene yeah yeah we, we stayed at a I won't mention the brand name on here but we stayed at a place last week their brand is place to murder people yeah, it was it was kind of scary place uh, lots of strange noises at night fighting the, the, it sounded like fighting yeah and I think it's like a like we we're saying it's like that scene in Big where Tom Hanks first stays in the city and there's like a, a fight and a gunshot right and some screaming out his window exactly it's a little bit like that minus the gunshot there was some stain there were some stains are or, or most likely still are there there are some stains on the carpet there that it was either kool-aid yeah those aren't we can, we we can hope it's kool-aid yeah <laughs> not really sure what it was but anyways, uh, so what are we what are we talking about this evening? So yeah, we've we actually Joe and I were talking earlier today because I played a little bit this weekend and the weekend before. So we're we were kind of thinking it might be good to cover the different way that you could say DMs, but also just groups in general play Dungeons and Dragons. So this kind of will this kind of flows kind of nicely with what, with our one of our earlier podcasts it was just right. sort of a basic intro so right kind of what you could expect when you show up for a game if you've never played or if you're going to play with a group of people you haven't played with before and just how like totally different people can can do it and it's kind of the fun part of D in general yeah and i think each each person brings their own fun so to speak to the game and there are an infinite number of ways to actually play this game out uh, in a group. So I think each each group could have an infinite number of ways they, they play. Yeah, Is let's, that right? let's kind of cover how we play it. Okay. I, think, I think that'll that'll be like a good intro. Right. Yeah. Go and ahead. Ju- yeah. So what? Do, how do you guys? How do you guys usually like? How would you describe how you guys play? Well, we do. We definitely do this sort of right now because. All my players are, are pretty new. 
they're man they're just third level Mm -hmm. so we haven't even planned that long but you know typically i'm using a dm screen which for those of you totally new a lot of times like a game master dm will have have like a little screen set up so that the players can't see all your secret plans (laughs) and sometimes your roles everyone does that a little different some dms hide them some dms show them I had to show a few this weekend just because it was getting a little suspicious. And I was just like, I, I, like, I feel like you guys don't believe me that <laughs> I'm rolling this well. Yeah. So for the, all these the monsters, monsters you were using. They were doing great. And, and <laughs> like everyone else was tanking. They're just doing terrible. <laughs> so we, I, I typically have a screen. Um, we've used maps. And this is something else Joe and I talked about. Um, everyone does this a little different. I use maps, although I, I am having a bit of a, a sort of indecision about the best way to do that when it comes to, like, a you're exploring a dungeon, and I, I don't want to give away the layout of somewhere and kind of the best way to do that. But you also want your players to feel like they can sort of visualize where they are in space. Um, and we're also using little, like, I've made these little sort of place markers that, that each person, each player has, and then I've got a bunch for, you know, whatever baddie they run into. Okay. To just, just kind of show everyone where everyone is. Because you know, once everyone's taking turns, it can get a little bit confusing. And we're typically using those during, like, combat. So you're, combat they scenarios. are marking where people are on the map, or are they marking, like, what order they're supposed to be in? We're using them to mark where they, they are kind of in relation to each other. So kind of representing like where you'd be if you were in a room. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Pretty typical, I think. Um, we've used them with a map, like with the grid and without. Uh, we went without this last time just because where we were playing, we kind of didn't have the room. So that's kind of drawing on the fly for them where okay. they were going. But that's a bit cumbersome. It kind of sucks. So <laughs> I want to figure out, you know. Jonah have a little secret plan that's not secret, <laughs> but might be might be out in the world before this <laughs> might be. is. But yeah, we want to kind of we're going to try to kind of figure out a way to to deal with that. That's a, that's hopefully elegant, maybe. Yeah. So how do your players interact with each other? Are they? Yeah, they're they have, like, character voices. Yeah, like, we, yeah, because that's what we were talking about earlier. So. None of none of all of my players are new, so they're they're very much still in the like almost meta game, where they're very they're like discussing what their players are doing in the third person. Okay, yes, you know, so they're like I'm gonna do this with him, and like nobody's doing voices or anything. So, so I'm kind of like walking a line because that's also not really my kind of forte. Nor is it necessary. I no, mean, it's, it's not, and yeah. it's totally not. So this seems to be where where we've ended up. I don't know if that's going to change over time because again, they're, you know, it's all brand new for them, and nobody has an example of a different way to do it as, as far as they go. I'd be curious for them to see a game or hear somebody play that doesn't that does <laughs> that. So what do you? What? How are you guys doing it? Well, our group, we, I'm playing in two groups right now, one as a dungeon master and one as a character, and I, I've mentioned that in a, in a previous podcast, but uh, I'll talk about the game I'm 
uh, running right now, and uh, we have two people who have never played before, and then four people who have played quite a bit. Uh, so you guys are six? Six, six yeah, and, and we don't always have all six um, players there at once, but for the most part, uh, the, the noobs in the game... Uh, started off the very much same way as your players did. They were asking questions, and now they're kind of... And you guys started, They everyone started, you guys started new characters and everything. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they all started. And um, they don't do voices for their characters so much. They use their own voices, but they are starting to, um, I guess, play the role of that character. A yeah, that was going to be my next question, is if, if you're... Because I would imagine with... Like I feel like we got into that when I was younger a little bit. I I've never I don't know if it's just because I get embarrassed doing voices, or, or you know I don't know if you can tell, but these these pipes are pretty rad. But <laughs> but I never really got into doing voices. But I did get into more of like we started to go. What would my character that I've created do versus what would I do? And. Like, that started to happen, I feel like, towards the end, but we've been playing a while at that point. So, uh, I think I think the verdict's out on what's going to happen with <laughs> with my little circle. Yeah. So, I, I love doing voices. People, like, uh, all growing up, I was like, you know, do this voice or do this voice. And I, I always try my best. I'm not great at it, but I just, I do try to do different voices for each of the characters that they encounter. But for me, um, I'm kind of similar setup to you, but instead of a DM screen, I have a laptop and an iPad set up. Those are my two devices that I have out, and then so, I have my dice. So you're, so you're just, you don't have, your your laptop is kind of, you're hiding anything that you don't want them to see, in a sense, because it's... Right, like, yeah, that's got all my secrets, uh, and I, I'm using uh, OneNote, but there's lots of different options out there. I'm also using... Uh, something called Game Master Five, but you know this—that's that's a completely different podcast. Yeah, I, I picked that one up from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think is, we're gonna we're gonna need to do like a little <laughs> yeah apps exploration <laughs> yeah. or just sort of kind of the, all the stuff that's out there now. Yeah, there's so much kinda, stuff. But as far as the game itself goes, uh, you are a fantastic artist. I can barely draw a stick person. So what I have set up, I, I, for the most part, I'm describing things uh, now. Some. One of my players, Brandon, um, and James, actually, both, have kind of gotten into the whole scenery thing. So they've made three-dimensional objects. So if I'm talking about a forest with a, a road... So they're bringing this... They've, they've made trees. And putting it out as you describe As I describe trees. it. Yeah, they're kind of setting up the scenario. Just kind of in I, the I background. can tell you right now, none of, none of my people would do that. <laughs> And it's fun, it, I'd, but it's I'd not be necessary. the one to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's, not, oh, that's it's not interesting. Necessary. So, you know, they they're kind of doing that in the background, and then and you guys have are you, you guys are playing with maps. Yeah, so like if grid, uh, like, yeah. I, I throw out a map if there's combat, mm-hmm. basically just to simplify that. That's what I like to do. I'm using for the most part. Uh, I have a subscription on Patreon to Two Minute Tabletops. Um, great, great. Uh, designer and and makes fun maps and uh so check that out if you guys want to look at some cool maps but i print those off myself we get into a combat scenario uh, so anytime that my uh, the players that i'm guiding or helping um get into a battle with some of my monsters i'll 
bring out a map that uh, I've gotten from most of the time from two minute table talks because I'm, I'm so artistically challenged. So I'll throw that out. We'll get into combat. Um, and I also like to use miniatures. Now, uh, the players that I uh, have in this group are using um, like 3D miniatures that they've created, uh, <laughs> which is really cool. Uh, one of them is completely glued and pieced together. So it kind of looks like a zombie werewolf kind of <laughs> guy. But anyways, the, uh, They've done that, and then uh, for me, uh, I use most of the monsters that I've printed off are from printable heroes, so print them off, cut them out, and use little like, uh, paperclip yeah. stands for them, but that's what I like to, and I have fun doing that. It's kind of like a little I've been kind of going thing. a different route for now. I might, I might, I think I'm going to expand this, but I've just been doing sort of placeholders, so like every, all my players have like a little plastic stand. And I've just got colored cardstock with their name on it for now. Yeah. And then I've got the baddies are just like black cardstock yeah. okay. with numbers. <laughs> and it's literally just so they can keep track of who's who. But I, I think as they get used to used to just the flow of everything, I think I'm thinking about doing something similar too. Yeah. But I really want to solve this map map situation. I think you will. Yeah. That's oh, and this is like, I thought of this earlier. We didn't play with maps at all when I was right younger. A lot of groups did. It was all verbal. Yeah. 100% verbal. That being said, I think it worked because there were only th- three of us playing. And then, you know, my, my friend's brother DMing. So four people total. Yeah. So th- you don't have to... You know, being a group where you're yeah. making characters or making scenery or that stuff, you can do this game without any boards or maps or anything like that. That's just extra fun stuff that you can do, but it's not necessary. You know, you can say uh, your 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 character Ben is 15 feet away from this bugbear. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to look it out and see it. And I think. The kind of cool part about that is, like, if I, you know, where if I'm using miniatures, like I have a miniature bugbear. This is one artist's interpretation of what a bugbear should look like, right? Yeah, that's or kind of been. Should look I think like. that's been that's been kind of my like hesitation to use anything like that. Is I feel like I like the idea of whatever they've concocted in their head based on what I've said, mm-hmm. just kind of being its own thing, right? Like, so, like, I kind of enjoy the idea of everyone kind of painting their own movie, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And that's and when I've played in games before, for the and I'm just modeling um, a, a game, a, a DM I've played with a lot, Zach or, or Daniel. We've all kind of, I've kind of modeled what they've done. And that's for the most part, like, you're describing the environment and leaving some some of the detail out so that the players can use their imagination but when you know for me it was just easier for combat especially with six players yeah just know where they are and yeah we're the same we've got, it was. we've got six we've been yeah so i've i've only been using like i've been back and forth about the maps for combat so i'm kind of i think what i'm going to explore next is creating almost in-game maps so like you get a map from this character and it'd be very like not geographically correct right sort of like almost like a old parchment 
that's just like the lay of the land. Like this is over here, this is over here, but not designed by a cartographer, but like no, as if know, it were some guy named Dave drew the best map. Yeah, almost could. like the the maps at the beginning of the Lord of the Rings films. Okay, where it's it's just sort of what's where basically. Right. And it's a little... In general direction. Yeah, and there's a little bit of artistic liberty taken, kind of like sea monster over here <laughs> kind of thing. And so I think I'm I think I'm going to drop one of those on them next time we play. Yeah. And I think for the most part, if you're joining a group, just, you know, whether they're using maps or not using maps at all, you'll you'll find a way to fit fit in. And for the most part, your district... Your district... Your dungeon master... Your district, well, your district manager. Your, your district manager. <laughs> what, a, what a great game yeah. that sounds like. That sounds terrible. Your dungeon master will most likely just encourage you to enjoy yourself and have fun, regardless of whether you want to do a voice for your character or not do a voice for your yeah. character or how you interact with the other players. They just really want you to have a good time and enjoy the game. So I don't think you should feel any pressure to do any of those things that you're not comfortable with, but you also should feel free to so play how, the character how you want to play it. So how much do you guys, do you find like your players and how much, how, like how much do you encourage or discourage them kind of having those discussions that would literally be impossible in real life where, where it's like the middle of a fight and they're kind of, discussing tactics that would be impossible to discuss in a split second in real life versus do you, does that does that make sense that hasn't really it's, it's strange like they really haven't done a whole lot of that outside of like if one player is not using magic and they have all kinds of magic when when the player's like why don't you use some magic they don't say what specifically to do and i just think that's funny because yeah they i found them doing this doing this yesterday where where there was a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> strategy discussion that kind of went nowhere <laughs> and i think some of that is just it's new but but like how do you care i for the most part no i mean as long as they're having fun yeah I've, and, I'm and kind doing of their the same. thing now each if you've never played before and this is what this podcast is geared towards each turn that you take during a fight is supposed to be six seconds long. So, you know, if you can fit in a, a phrase really quick as you swing your sword, like, I'm going over here, then <laughs> do it. Cool. Awesome. But if it's if it turns into some insane stra- strategic... Like metagaming? Yeah, yeah. metagaming stuff, then I, I would probably say, hey, is your character saying that, or what's going on? Yeah. I'm kind of let I'm letting them slide for sure right now, just because they're still figuring out. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I f- totally forgot about that thing I can do. That's super, just super core part of my character. <laughs> besides the sword, yeah. So, but so I'm kind of let I'm I'm definitely letting that. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even giving them a hard time at all. That's yet. fine. You know, it's it, it's it's whatever. As long as I think ultimately my goal is just for people to have fun and make a fun story together yeah do you guys find that you're you're kind of like are you guys rules heavy not rules heavy i think 
Because it the, tends, for, the, yeah. for the most part, like, I have some experienced players that I'm around. So yeah. even if I'm DMing, I might say, like, oh, what's does anyone know the rule on that really quick? And if, if it's something that we can't figure out in, like, 15, 20 seconds, I'll just make a ruling, and that's how it goes. So I, I personally have been trying to familiarize myself with a lot of the rules just so it makes the game flow better, but... Oh, yeah, if it's something that sounds nice. If it's something that uh, I'm so, yeah. I'm so stuck being like the sort of total arbiter of all <laughs> of of how everything works that I'm definitely like occasionally dropping a brick because I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and when you're a new player, it's okay to just say like, "Can I do this?" Yeah, or, I, I would. Wanna, I, I want to try to do this. I would totally encourage that. I, yeah. I wish. I wish my my um, players would would do that a little more right now, especially at this sort of the beginning stages. They're just kind of learning, learning everything. Yeah. Still, so you, you would encourage new players to just yeah, totally <laughs> push it, the limit. Push yeah, push it. I mean, it's better to just like try something crazy and your DM go, man, that sounds awesome. Sure, let's figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. Versus, and, 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 versus just like I swing my sword yeah, again. Yeah, I think an example of that, you know, to me is just a real simple one that uh, one of our players, Brandon, did in, our, in one of the very first games was, okay, I want to, I want to move over and attack this orc that's on this ship, but can I swing on a rope? Is there any are there any ropes hanging near me that I could swing across instead of just run across and attack that way? I was like, heck yes, first. <laughs> Make an acrobatics roll, see if you get across there, and uh, then you'll make your attack. And I'm going to give you advantage because they're going to be amazed by your, you know, you swinging this elf swinging across the the side of a boat and attacking <laughs> them. And basically, what that means is like on their attack roll, they have to roll their d20 twice and take the best result. So that's anytime you hear someone someone say advantage, that's what that means. Yeah, we had the opposite. We had a. Uh... A disadvantage situation. They were like fighting in a doorway with th- with three bugbears, which is, by the way, the dumbest name for for a, is so not scary <laughs> for what they're supposed to. So, be. what is what is a bugbear for it's, those of us that don't know? It's just a big hairy, like like an orc leader, right, or goblin leader. I can't remember. I don't know the way it's always sort of portrayed to me. It's got some, almost like owl bug-like features on its face but it's kind of man-shaped but it's slightly bearish are you talking about owl bear bug bear okay. it's, it's a little bit it's got like pointy ears it's like an orc but he's like furry i feel like okay. it's it's re- i'm not really sure like why the why the leader's so different yeah i don't either like i, I don't know did, did they just start that way or i don't know it's just a, a silly race? i, I just really find know. the name silly i think <laughs> The name is pretty silly. Because, yeah, we've had a lot of the, the name is what? <laughs> it's a, what is it? Never it doesn't heard of sound that. intimidating at all. <laughs> well, it's huge. Shut up. <laughs> well, listen, this is kind of interesting. So, uh, bugbear as a noun, not in Dungeons & Dragons, is a cause of obsessive fear, irritation, or loathing. S- still not the impression I get lame. from the combination of words. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, so they were they were fighting these things like the bugbears were in a room, basically 
that they couldn't get out of. And the players were in the hallway that was the exit to the room. And they just stayed there. They just stayed in the hallway <laughs> right in front of the door. So I just, because it was such like a cramped, weird quarters, I just had them, I had everyone doing everything at disadvantage. And what does disadvantage mean? It's it's exactly the opposite of advantage. You roll <laughs> two D20 and you take the worst, the worst number. Okay. Yeah. So I was hoping it would encourage them to like, try some more creative creative stuff but I still I still think they're just like still a little unsure of just character traits and I think there's a lot of looking that stuff up and kind of getting used to it still yeah so I think you know what the advice I would give you're joining a group they play a certain style just get to know your character, be familiar with your character, and play the character the way you want to play the character. Yeah, but, totally. I think the group will kind of tend to determine its own play style. Yeah. But I definitely fall into not a rule Nazi camp. Mm-hmm. I'd rather everyone just have fun. Or at least that's how everyone I know would have fun. Yeah. Now, that being said, I guess a rule Nazi... If everyone else was a rural Nazi, like that'd just be a bunch of Nazis getting along. Yeah, <laughs> and there, and sometimes there's you know there's there's people going, eh, that's not you can't do that or you can't do that in naysayers or whatever. But that's up. Don't be intimidated by those players. Like your DM should hopefully uh, take care of that for you. Um, and I think the other thing Ben to talk about is there's going to be some different game styles. Outs like in terms of like the whole the scope of the game itself, and and there's so many different ones. There's ones where really there's only one path for the heroes to go. Oh yeah, yeah. And a lot of people refer to that as the railroad. Um, there's a, a completely open um, campaigns or, or games where you could do whatever you want. Here's this world; it, it exists. You explore it. Um, there's some that are just simply like centrally based, and you run out and do different adventures and then come back to home base or do whatever you want. Yeah, we're, with we're it. kind of, we're kind of, I, I gave them sort of the railroad situation at the beginning just so everyone can get used to playing and they kind of got familiar with just the, the kind of, just like the basics of, of D&D in general. But they've kind of, They've entered a situation now where it's the the sort of home base thing you're talking about, where okay. they're they've kind of got a they've got a central location they can jump out and do these other adventures. But my intention is once they kind of work that pretty good, that we're going to go totally totally open world, cool, and just let them do whatever they want. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and I already had a player. Which I was super. I told you about this. Super excited about. Kind of offhand after the game because they had they had like scored a bunch of treasure after this. Like, can we start a, like some sort of company with all this money? <laughs> I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> so I'm gonna come up with something for them, and just as a backup in case they. So what 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 ideas do you have? Oh, I, I mean, this was literally yesterday. Yeah. I haven't even really thought it through yet. But I'm curious if he meant it or yeah. didn't. So I feel like I want to have some 
some stuff in place in case they want to go forward with it to kind of throw at them. Okay. Just to just to kind of get the juices flowing. <laughs> but if they if he shows up with like a whole a whole thing and it's just not so outlandish it won't work, then I'm all for it. <laughs> I mean, that sounds hysterical and fun to me. Cool. Yeah, one of my players actually has a, a, a something called Belasco Estates, and I think it's like every time they clear out a house or they find an abandoned house or they're investigating something and the house is empty or they kill some vampires in a near a tomb or a mausoleum, uh, they you know plop out a Belasco Estates sign and <laughs> claim ownership <laughs> and try to collect rent from it. So that's been uh, hilarious. Are you? Does it work? Uh, I just yeah one of the uh, non-player <laughs> characters. So basically, like, oh god, that's so good! I want to steal it. Yeah, the one one of the uh, one of the other characters just rented uh, from from uh, Zorn Belasco. So he just rented his first house, and he's collecting rent from it <laughs> in the game, which is great. Oh, uh, that's like uh, I, I I don't know if you want to share this or not, but we uh, so Joe. Like, almost, was it an accident? Like, on the fly, you had to create a card game, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tell yeah. the story, because this is really fun. Like, this is, and this is, like, maybe more of a, like, something that will be especially funny to DMs when you get <laughs> Just all of a sudden, your players surprise you <laughs> yeah. with something that you do not have a plan for. <laughs> so, the two players I mentioned before, Brandon and James have uh, they're they're free almost every <laughs> every friday night that we want to play it seems like they're always free and so if we can't get the whole group together i've kind of written a little bit of a backstory for those two characters specifically because they it, initially when we started this game that we're playing right now it was just myself and then those two playing that was it so the other players have joined in over the next few uh, episodes of the campaign so, uh, since they started off together, I kind of had written like a little backstory for them. So, if no one else could play, we would play like a, a backstory for them. So, they got to kind of find out how they got to know each other. Um, and they were exploring this cave uh, that was filled with orcs. And they, I, I'd written, I thought it would be funny that there, there would be this library in an orc cave because they, you know, and they walk in and of course there's no books there. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just like orcs have no use for books, but they asked, they're like, okay, I said that and then there's this table on, on the left and they said, well, what's on the table? It was like some cards and, um, some you know, old papers and it's just covered in dust. And this is the point when normally you just expect that to be descriptive. Descriptive enough. Yeah, yeah. And then they move on. But instead, one of, I can't remember which one of them asked, what what's what's on the cards? <laughs> so I had to make up something on the fly, and um, I said, "Well, you flip over one, the first card, and it's a picture of an orc. You flip over another card, and it's another picture of an orc. You flip over another card, and it's just a picture of some meat." And they're like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "It's an orc game, card game. It's called Orc or Meat." And they just thought that was hilarious, and that's continued on, and now. Every, like and the, some of the other games we've played, Orc or Meat has popped up. Yeah, and just just for it, it's a real easy game. All you do is one play. If however many players there are, there's a deck of cards. 
whoever's turn it is says orc or meat. You flip over the card. If it matches what you said, you get the card. And it just goes around in turns. And the first player to collect three cards wins the game. Yeah. What happens if you guess wrong? You do not get the card. <laughs> That's so, it. So, <laughs> Joe told me about this. I thought it was really funny. And the only problem was you had you had told me far enough ahead of when we played that I, I somewhat forgot the description of how the game worked. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the basic, the card was orc or meat. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm totally stealing this idea. And then I stole it, and I stole it badly. And I had, they walked into, like, a ta- like your basic tavern, and, and people were playing this game. But I forgot what you had said happens if you guess wrong. So I had them, like, whoever they were playing with got to punch you if you guessed wrong. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like, they're, they're different uh, local variants uh, yeah, so it was meat. it was a bar full of people playing this game and drinking and then punching each other. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, that's the more that's the northeastern version of Orker Meat <laughs> I've found. I think, and now they're kind of the the players are kind of testing me like a couple games or a couple like nights game nights ago. Um, one of the characters said, "I have some dice. Do you want to play 12s? And they're like. Yeah, sure. What's twelves, Joe? <laughs> so I have to keep. I don't know if they're testing me to like try to make up games on the fly, but did you peek early? <laughs> no, it's fine. I said, "Oh yeah, twelves. Uh, it's a it's a game. Uh, all you do is you roll two d six, and the highest number gets a point. But if you roll, uh, it's best two out of three. But if you roll twelve, you get the first two points and you win automatically." I like Orker Mate. Orker Mate's way better. Still, yeah. Twelves is a fun gambling game if you're on the road and don't want to carry a deck of cards. What, yeah. what, what happened? Everyone's, I don't know. We, everyone's got dice. We got derailed. But there's yeah. So there's lots of I think kind of to roll it back. Oh, I just find I just find this stuff like part of the weird things that pop up. Yeah, there's in all, individual games that I think makes it fun. Yeah, and it makes like each each group. Like kind of their own thing and different. Yeah, and they've you made... could totally show up in a group, and they've been playing for a little bit, and you're going to find out pretty quick that there's probably some ridiculous stuff like this. Just, yeah, just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Get to know it, have fun with it. Yeah, contribute your own stuff. But yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think that's pretty pretty much the gist of it. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I think that kind of covers it. I mean, really. I just, I just wanted people who were were kind of new to the whole thing to not to not be feeling like even if it's all new that you don't have to worry about being lost because each each group is kind of creating the game as they go anyway. So it's yeah. kind of and they all started yeah, where you're have, starting. So yeah, they're gonna for the most part unless they're jerks, they're gonna help you out and and, and encourage you to participate. So. Yeah, yeah. If you're playing with a bunch of jerks, bail. Find another game. Yeah, there's plenty of people playing. (laughs) Start your own game. Whatever you want to do. Awesome. All right, my brother. Well, I think this wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, that was somewhat informative. Yeah, it was fun at least. So, 
anyways, have fun, play some Orca Meat, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you.